So you've decided to listen to the Reality Czars podcast. How brave of you. Nate and Paranoid American may think that they're merely discussing cryptozoology, interdimensional realities, and crude humor. But know this, listening to this podcast puts you on a certain list, the Clinton body count, if you will. The truths they reveal are not for the faint of heart, nor the blissfully ignorant. Listen, if you dare, but remember, some doors, once opened, cannot be closed. And now, your hosts, those audacious explorers of forbidden knowledge, the reality czars, Nate and Paranoid American. And we're not live. We are pre-recording this. (laughs) Uh, We're your hosts tonight, Nate and Thomas, the paranoid motherfucking American. Whoa, whoa. This is a show for kids here. Calm down a little bit there. <laughs> this is an all-American. Uh, this is a family show. I'm sorry. I got carried Here. away. Uh, <laughs> we have the great, powerful Ola Demogard. Thank you so much for coming back on, brother. You're one of my favorite people to listen to. You're one of the best. Uh, all my brain. My brain's not going to work. Anyways, Ole, you're the man. Thank you, brother. Your research is unparalleled. The work that you do is fantastic you make the world a better place thank you sir thank you for joining us that's very kind of you saying that uh, please drop the sir i don't like these uh, okay but uh, i know it's a sign of respect so thank you so much for that but i prefer bro or dude or these type of things like we can do that I think, <laughs> I think we're this is the thing for me it's like i treat uh somebody cleaning up in the street the same way or maybe better than a so-called president uh, with diapers you know i think uh, it's a matter of human quality and uh, it's the the personality and that meat suit that counts and uh, so yep so thank you for inviting me i feel excited yeah thank you brother yeah that humility is uh it's fantastic it it uh it makes i wish the rest of the world were more like that. You know, um, I was a chef for 16 years and so, uh, you know, egos run the kitchen a lot of time, you know? And so the feel of every environment, every kitchen is different. And it's really based off of who the captain of the ship is at the time. And, um, I was always one of the guys that like, I'm, I'm going to sit there and have a beer with a dishwasher after work, you know, and you can learn just as much from like somebody busting tables as you can from like somebody with some ego that went to, you know, Le Cordon Bleu in Paris or some jackass, you know, and uh, yeah, so I totally understand where you're coming from and I love it and appreciate it, man. I think kitchens are interesting. I'm an absolute loser in that area, but the the, the military type of operation. They call it a brigade system. Yeah. Yeah. But also, just like you say, just because I'm better at chopping carrots, does that make make me a better person so I can treat you like shit? It's like, I don't get it. You treat me with respect. Let's do a good job together or I'm out, you know? Yeah. Because it's sort of like, come on. So you can make a sauce. I can't. What what is that with you? What does it really matter? I think how we treat each other, how we live our lives, how we treat the environment around us. I always try to, any space I go into, I try to leave it a little better than when I entered uh, so that somehow there's a better energy. I, I mean, I failed miserably many times, but that is my intention. So, yeah, I don't get it. Egos needs to deflate. I got an off-the-wall question to start us out, maybe. Go, go, go. 
does that extend to interacting with machines or software or AI? Like, would you say that it matters at all whether you're polite uh, to a machine or if you make, you know, like rude demands and, and tell it to shut up? Do you know, in, in Raj Yoga, they talk, talk about ahimsa, which is, you know, nonviolent and peaceful way of uh, being in all ways. And I think it's important if you slam the door of the car or if you honk the horn or the way you speak or the way you look at someone or it's a matter of energies. So you, you talk about AI. I have no idea what AI is, but when I uh, put a question in chat, the GTP, general person terminator, uh, I say, <laughs> uh, please, you know, uh, Please list me this, or please, uh, I don't know who I'm dealing with, but it's the, the energy, the only thing I can be responsible for is the energy I put out there. And so whoever is in the receiving end, I mean, maybe it's Hell Gates on the other side sitting, I don't know who, they just say this is, this is a new entity that has entered. I mean, where is it? I, I have no idea who I'm dealing with. So I always I take wonder responsibility. if... if if that's a sign of subservience, like ask, like saying please and thank you to the machines, or do you think it's just common courtesy uh, no, for your like, own energy's sake? Is it is it to be polite to a car door if you don't slam it? No, it's it's the energy you put out there. So you slam the door. It's not a consideration for the car itself. It's more my actions and reactions and the results of my intention in the world. And if you go out with violent thoughts and actions, it very often ends up in, in a bad place. You know, it's like if you, you leave your home, you're pissed off, you slam the door, what are the chances of you, you know, causing an accident out there? It's the mindset. So the more, Instead of walking like this, you know, and just do, 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 try and step gently on Mother Earth. I'm not saying be a wuss, absolutely not. I'm just saying this is a, a universe of balance and energies and frequencies. So let's just keep it there. And if you start making waves, they come back to you. So from a selfish point of view, what do you like? If you like violence, if you like conflicts, go for it, you know? If you like pain, try and persuade your friends to believe what you believe in the tinfoil hat community. That's pain for you. But if you don't, then change your mindset, change your actions, and your life will start changing. You know, it's interesting, too, like what you're saying. It's uh, especially, let's say you're interacting with somebody that's like a real jerk. Uh, like Thomas, what you're saying, is it like a submissive thing to treat this person with kindness, even though they're being like, really rude to you but really if you are coming to them in a peaceful manner and they're still being a jerk like they're going to just kind of be confronted with their own like their own behavior whether or not they recognize it like it really kind of shows them kind of what i mean it kind of shows you a reflection of themselves too and like what a fucking jerk they are well uh, i guess but but, to, to but a, isn't that no sorry isn't that depending on how you meet them if you meet them in a kind but fearful way you mm. you you're you know you bend over pull down your pants and say i'm so happy to that you insult me 
that's one way but you can also stand in peace and kindness and absolutely take no bullshit that's mm. power where yeah. you do not return the violence you know this is in raj yoga they talk about tapas burning tapas is to receive insult receive attacks but without sending it back you take it in and you purify it with fire inside just like you purify gold swallow it deal with it and then well, yeah i mean it's it's something too i mean i i love that idea and hate it at the same time the whole idea because i mean i i'm challenged with that whole thing too because like i i've got a hot anger in me if if somebody does something that and then i stop it i'm like i have to calm it down but my first reaction <laughs> is like son of a bitch <laughs> so i need to calm the fire down but like i love that where like when jesus says like turn your cheek and let him slap the other one and it's not a but, submissive thing it's not like, at all yeah it's like a i mean if i understood that bearded guy now when i'm among bearded guys but uh, the bearded uh, super hacker i think called jesus uh, he cracked the code he cracked it i think what he understood was that they're different it's been it's all built on frequencies you got the highest frequency of them all which we call love not not hollywood love but real love and then the lowest is absolute terror and fear. And even in, in, a, in a laboratory, if you let the two meet, high and a low frequency, you will see it's not that they stand like this in the middle and come out in sort of the gray zone in the middle. Absolutely not. The lower one, boom, gets annulled. It just disappears. So I think what the dear Mr. Jesus Superhacker said, if that is true, why don't we deal with everything why don't we make it easy for ourselves? Just so whatever the problem, which is always a on a lower frequency, whatever that is, meet it with a higher frequency and just dissolve it. No discussion. Boom. That's there you go. Is it easy? Absolutely not. But why not make it easy and then use love for any situation and it will dissolve it if you can stand in that frequency. So yeah, tricky, I mean, tricky, tricky. And then yeah. you, you come from a nation that are very happy trigger. I mean, I used to be a gunslinger for many years. I really, I'm pretty good with a 45, I tell you that. But it's like from where you come in the West, the American dream where you have to be asleep to believe in it. I tell you, so many of your problems have been solved with violence. So no wonder that you are triggered easily. I feel that our task is to find where, what is it that triggers me? I get triggered by some things, you know, and, and I react. It's not me taking a step forward acting. It's me reacting. And I need to, in my opinion, I need to defuse these triggers. It's like in a minefield, mind field. I need to, for my own yeah. sake, defuse these ones so that I, I can step peacefully and more efficiently if I want to make a change in the in the world. Because when you react, that's exactly where most of them want you, especially the dark forces. They love people reacting. They put something out. People go, what the hell? And they, they've got you. And then you do exactly what they want. But you think, no, I'm standing in my power. I am not. But no, you're being absolutely played. Look at martial oh, arts. Look at the Aikido, these type of things. Completely cold. Or not cold, but... They're so focused, especially in Aikido, completely focused on the inner balance, just step out of the way of, of violence, redirect it into a downward spiral, boom, and they go down. You make sure they don't hurt themselves. You control them and say, behave. 
I will let you up when you start behaving. If not, I will just uh, keep you down there. And you can just be down in your own whatever uh, until you decide, well, it's no much, it's not fun being an asshole anymore. So I'll, I'll start behaving and come up and join the rest of you. That one doesn't work with guns, though. I tell you, there it's interesting with guns because there is, do you know what is called the Jesus factor? No. There's been many, many uh, incidents uh, during history where somebody uh, during the Second World War, many other wars, where somebody has aimed a gun at the head, uh, you know, at the head of someone, and that person have been like in the zone where the native Indians also went into that zone when they surrendered, completely surrendered themselves into the unknown, and the gun clicks. It's happened so many times, and people click, click, and they say, what the hell? They shoot, fire one shot down, down to the ground, boom, it fires, they put gun, and it clicks again. What is going on? Do you know that, uh, have you seen Dancer with Wolves? In the yeah, beginning, where Kevin Costner there, he thinks his, his life is over because they're going to uh, chop off his leg. And so he, he gets back up. He just like, I don't, this is not the way I want to die. I want to die and surrender myself into my power. So he gets up on the horse, which is very Native American. And then he starts not charging against the enemy to beat them. He starts riding alongside and he just throws up his arms and he surrenders into it. He goes into the zone and he becomes, he was not aware of it, but that is where you become invulnerable almost. Do you know, sitting bull, Tatanka Iutake, he, one time they were, the Sioux were, were siege, what do you call it, sieging this, uh, this uh, group of uh, cavalry, I believe they were. And so it was on for days and the Sioux got really bored. I mean, they were not good at patience, you know, they were there to show how brave they were and all of these young warriors. Uh, and so the morals went straight down the drain. So Sitting Bull, who was not a war chief, but a medicine man, anyway, he said, no, he thought, I need to get it up. I need to get the spirits up. So he took his pipe. There were these two groups that had did, were sort of dug down. He took his pipe and he walked out in the middle between the two, sat down. The white uh, dude started firing everything they had at, on this uh, crazy mother who was just walking out. He sat down, the bullets were just everywhere, pium, 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 pium. He cleaned his pipe, filled it, took a puff, and sat there smoking. The, the bullets were all over the place. So some of the young, uh, <clears throat> young warriors, they thought, oh, my God, oh, my God, we need to sort of do. So they ran out there, sat down, took a puff, ran back. Sitting Bull just sat there and cleaned his pipe, dupe, walked back. After that, morals, boom, up there and... And everything was back in balance. But that's when you enter into the zone, when you completely surrender yourself. I've, I've done that without knowing it a couple of times in my life. And uh, it's a very, it's, I don't know what happened. It's like reality dissolves somehow. And so these things, if you completely surrender, can work with guns as well. If you have any crack of fear, you, you've lost. If you try to manipulate it, you lose. I tell you that. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you. It's something, I mean, so I come from this from a biblical angle because I, I was raised Christian and I now call myself a Christ follower. I think Jesus Christ was a pretty awesome guy. 
Um, and to be honest, I'm pretty ignorant on uh, a lot of other, um, on other, uh, you know, faiths and things like that. But there is something where it's talking about like walking in faith and it is, mm. and it's talking about like true belief in something. And if you like, yes, I guess you could, you know, I, I guess you could like say, I, I, but even then, you know, like if you just walk in faith, you can make literal what the rest of the world would call a miracle happen. Mm-hmm. And the, I, mean, I think we're to- I was raised, you know, and, uh, and I believe I, it. I think we're talking about the same thing. It's when you, what does faith mean? It means in one way, if faith is that I believe every single word in the Bible, I think you're completely lost because it's been translated a hundred times. It's been like it was written down like at least 40 years after the the man died. I mean, so who can even remember what they did yesterday? So to be too specific on the words, I think it's a major mistake. At the same time, if he lived or if he didn't live, there was a lot of good things, I believe, that came out from the his deeds, his words, his way of living, his way of treating people. So I salute him for sure. And I think it's the, it's the wording that can confuse. But I think that once you start understanding that life might be eternal, that, that the soul, that the meat suit dies, but the soul continues, the more mm-hmm. that you become aware of that you're part of a oneness and so that death isn't really that scary it could even be quite a beautiful experience if you can enter into it with faith meaning no fear and then you can live in faith no fear and and if you don't even fear your own death then suddenly you become very powerful if you're not you know like become if you don't become indoctrinated, many people, I think, in religions, very often religions are being used as a power tool without people knowing it. They're being played and for somebody else's benefit. But I agree um, with you. But the basic idea is beautiful, and that is faith or in the zone or fearless living or whatever. I think we're talking about the same path, not, a, not an easy one. It's like they say it's a shark. The racist edge. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree with you because I, I mean, I'm honestly, I'm still discovering it myself because um, I was raised so very, very Christian. But at this point, where I'm at uh, with call it my faith, I, you know, and that's why I started calling myself like a Christ follower. And I say I don't agree with what they call like churchianity, that sort of thing. I at the point that I'm at now, <laughs> I like that name. At, the, at this point that I'm at now, like, I don't tell people that they're wrong. As far, like, when their faith comes to things, Just I, think it. I have no <laughs> idea. I have, I have absolutely no idea. Like, why would I ever tell somebody that they're wrong? And to me, religion and, and all these different books, the Quran, the Bible, the Torah, they're, and, uh, like, even the Epic of Gilgamesh, things like that, they're all telling, they're all, like, ancient uh, stories. Like, and most of them are, like, trying to say the same story. And are talking about the same creator and is talking about the same, um, um, uh, the same, I guess I would say the adversary or the devil, right? And they're talking about the evil, they're talking about the good, they're talking about the creator, they're talking about, and, and so to me, I just, I know when I connect to 
the Godhead to, and, and I feel him, like I say, I have Christ inside of me in a way that's almost saying like, I feel the divine inside of me. Like I'm a piece of the divine and I connect with, like, I don't, I don't pray to a specific, I use Jesus, I guess, as my, as my connection to my God avatar. Like, and so I'm losing all, all of our Christian audience right now. Cause I sound like a whack job, but that's okay. Uh, and you know what? Um, I, that's the way that I connect to Jesus Christ. That's who I pray to. That's who I name as the creator for myself when I connect to the creator. And, um, and yeah, I think it's a beautiful thing and, and it's, you're connecting to like the, to the power of light, to like, um, to the power of love. There were some other bearded dudes oh, a long yeah. time ago about the, and they sort of got the general idea from whoever uh, that uh, life is pretty simple. Uh, but just to remind you to keep you on track, let's put down 10 of them. Just we put it in a stone tablet, blah, 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 blah. So you can't erase them. You can't forget them. Super easy. Don't kill. Don't lie. Don't steal. Don't take somebody else's spouse. Treat people the way you want to be treated yourself. Treat people with respect, especially the elders. I mean, they have survived a lot longer than you. Maybe you could learn a thing or two. And that's about it. Off you go and uh, enjoy Those life. Wise words to live by, and they're fantastic. And it's like, well, it, there's something. Oh, sorry, go ahead. And then there's something. No, it's, I uh, and now we have like thousands of pages of uh, books of laws, you know, like, come on, that, that's just a control mechanism. Throw the crap 100%. out. Follow your heart. Uh, don't. I mean, I live by the laws of the heart. Not, not. I've broken a lot of laws and rules and whatever. In the name of love, I've done it for humanity. I've done it for, for what I feel in my heart is right. Then just because some other dude somewhere have said uh, we're going to put this in a book, and because of that, you have to do that. I don't think so. I don't yeah. think so. So I follow the these. I think these ten ones they're really good, and uh, they're enough. They're yeah, enough I agree with you, a hundred percent. Yeah, no, yeah. Uh, I have a friend too that is kind of uh, that feels similar to me, and he focuses on like in the Bible, um, certain certain Bibles will have just the red words. And the red words are the are the words that are actually attributed to Jesus. And he says, I only focus on those. I don't focus on any of the rest of it because those specific like things that Jesus said is if you listen to the things that Jesus said, the rest of the Bible, <laughs> he gives us, you can toss out. It's pretty fascinating. But what you were saying was the, the Ten Commandments, which are also very, very powerful. But it's like just like love your neighbors yourself, love love these other people. I mean, that to me is the message that you were supposed to get from the Bible. And then things like the council of Nicaea and the Roman Catholic church use all of these different authorities. Like, especially if you're looking at like Romans, man, like Romans 13, where you hear like Paul trying to say that you need to like obey, like, because God put these governments into place. And so then you need to listen to what the governments tell you because that's what God actually wants from you. And you're like, good Lord. It's just, yeah, all of that was intentionally put in there as power and control mechanisms. And I'm sorry, Christian folks, but if you believe that, I, I, in my opinion, you might be lost. You might, <laughs> you might be, uh, but. You know, I, I used oh, to ahead. work as a, I used to work as a journalist in a small town 
and there were three different newspapers and we often went to the same events the same things when it happened and sometimes I had written my article and then I read an article by one of the other guys now sometimes I was like did we even go to the same place because that is not the way I experienced it at all and then you have here at least 40 years after this that bearded dude died people are saying and then he said, really? So you can quote him after 40 years? That is pretty impressive. And then he walked out and he did, went to the right and then he shook the hand with that person. And we, so you have to see it on a general scale at least. I mean, look at the witness psychology. You know, the longer time that passes from whenever something has uh, occurred, the less of a witness you are. You start fiddling around in your own mind and put, and at the time he was not. Even this, a week this, after. He, yeah, I even the day yeah. after, I don't the even day. know what I did yesterday. What did I say? I, I don't know. What did my sweetheart say? Well, I think it was something like this. I got the general idea. And so here we have that. That's the original. Okay, and quite a few of them were killed also afterwards. You know, they, they were going through a rough ride. I mean, he was a rebel big time. He was not a wuss, I tell you that. Turn the other cheek. It meant something else than bend over, pull down your pants and say, I surrender. That was not what he said. He was saying something completely different. I think what he said would turn the other cheek. I think he, what he meant was detach, detach from it. You know, see that it is the other one is suffering for something that is fear-based. <clears throat> I am so not a Bible study. I've never read it. I'm never, I have no idea in one way what I'm talking about, but I, I, this is my interpretation of the general idea. Hope you enjoy the sandwich, by the way. <laughs> and so, so I think he said, do not judge. Judge the sin, the smack. Don't, don't judge the sinner. This individual isn't for some reason is in pain or has come out of balance or is in a difficult situation that is now resulting is him me smacking in the face. Don't judge him. Turn the other cheek. Let go of the judgment. And yet smacking is not okay. Stand up against these forces that is trying to control you. So, yeah, what can you do? I just feel also every single time the Bible or the well the Quran not but the Bible every time there's a new edition it's a new king it's a new the ruler so uh, in the year 400 something like that they had this big conference they just cut out reincarnation they cut out all of these things virgin birth suddenly became trendy yep let's do that because well sex is out the window so who was the father well it, i don't know but suddenly he was just there so let's say it must have been god and mary and then you had G, the G, jesus child all of these things when you find the early editions there were a whole lot of things involved that has been cut out what is that called that's censorship for you and then that, and then you add on to every new ruler who changed it a little bit and a little bit and a little bit to serve them so that yeah. you would bend over and be ruled over. And I could be the re repre representative of God on earth. So if you mess with me, God will punish you. That's a good one. So you don't have to. Whatever I say, I don't have to be responsible because I'm a rep representative of God. and. After you die, it doesn't matter. After you die, he will get to you. That's management by fear. 
you know so that's what mafia does yeah and other of these forces that's why religion is not my cup of tea or soup or whatever you want so I, uh, the uh the yep. turn the other cheek in particular i always yep. wondered if this was a form of the opposite like i understand the philosophical you know detach yourself be be higher than that but also if we're talking about manipulating the bible in order to convince people to act a certain way if if i'm an aggressor and i know that i want to use my aggression to take over and rule and i convince everyone be meek turn the other cheek like that don't worry if if you submit then there's a, a much nicer place that comes after this life then you can just kind of get people to submit and then just rule in this life and use that as a so i guess long story of i always wonder like could it be a philosophical insight from some christ-like figure or could that have been like a roman emperor that just wanted people to turn the other cheek and not fight back against his forces i think it's a combo it's a psychological operation based on something that is good it depends on if you're a psycho you can just turn it around and use it to your own benefit so for sure, they have been emphasizing, in, you know, like, do not, do not stand up against me, you know, for sure. So it's a, a really interesting point of view. You, you came with that, I think. Hey, Ole, I actually have a question for you that just came up in my <laughs> mind right now. Um, there was a very long time that I considered myself like a Christian anarchist, and there was a big Christian anarchist community. And the majority of them are like full pacifists, like in the in type of the way of like Leo Tolstoy. Um, what are your thoughts on pacifism? Is that a psyop in itself or is there um, like I see a lot of merit in the majority of the philosophy. But I mean, true pacifism to like let someone essentially come into your house and murder your child like. If like, let's say like an actor of the state, an agent of the state was going to come in here and like attack my family. Um, I, I had a hard time with swallowing the entire white pill, as they call it, or the pacifism uh, or the Christian anarchist pill. Um, I was like, well, I mean, if that if that pork comes in here, I'm going to smoke it. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. But what are your thoughts on like pacifism? Is, is that a. Do you have any wisdom or insight on that on that topic? Listen, what forget about wisdom. Like a, I'm a confused individual trying to figure, yeah. <laughs> figure things out. So I will. Uh, this is my confused point of view. Uh, my, I have a spiritual name. It's Arjuna. Uh, it was given to me by my my. Uh, I'm not a follower or anyone, but there's this woman, Melanie Chellaram, who's been incredibly inspira inspirational to me. Uh, she's yeah. a Raj Yoga teacher, the science of the mind. That is Raj Yoga for you. Not a, uh, not a religion, uh, hardly a spirituality or, or philosophy either. It's more like a manual of how to deal with this one. Anyway, Arjuna, uh, the whole uh, book, the Bhagavad Gita, the Hindu the Holy Scriptures is the uh, a conversation between Arjuna and Krishna, and Arjuna was born the perfect warrior, but he did not want to fight. He had all of the skill sets, but he was a peaceful individual. He did not want to fight, and then shit happened. 
you know yeah. he got himself into some or around him it wasn't him who created it but his family and friends and brothers and stuff like that got into this power struggle and so it ended up with a war situation where he had friends and family on both sides whatever he chose to do people would die people would suffer so the whole it's a thick book i tell you that is between him and krishna where arjuna is saying what the hell am i supposed to do how how can i what can i do if some if violence is being aimed at me or people that i love at the same time if i don't want to if i don't want to hurt someone but i have to this is the dilemma there is no easy answer i think and uh, so passive to say like i am a pacifist meaning that i will never raise my hand it's like okay is that i'm this is a tricky one for me and i was given that name i think to to because i'm in this situation i am fighting for peace not i am standing up in peace against violence i'm i'm in a brutal area i tell you i had a lot of uh, individuals around me who's no longer with us and prison and mental institutions and i don't know what you know it's a scary place at the same time so how to deal with that and if 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 somebody came and tried to hurt my loved ones i would use violence for sure yeah i hope that i would use violence without too much hatred i think it's also how violence is used with the intention of defending or attacking there's a big difference there as well i mean in the states where you can say somebody tried to break in through the window i shot him between the eyes i mean that doesn't really balance out for me it's like if you are in a life-threatening situation i would say use violence but if you use violence to control someone else or to to abuse something else, that is completely wrong so i'm confused on that and i'm i can say you know i'm a pacifist i tell you if somebody broke down the door and and went for my sweetheart i would do everything i could to stop them so yes I absolutely the same all the isms isms out the window you the know, isms i think are the psyop is where they try to get you to marry an idea marry get married to a certain philosophy and i think that uh, i think that true free thinkers are the rarest people amongst us because as soon as you pick a team then the team decides what we're going to do the team decides yeah. what we're going to say what we're going to think and then you feel like you have to defend them even if they're completely wrong and something if you feel you know, yeah, absolutely. I and I like. I'm I'm happy that you're as confused as I am with that because then I don't feel <laughs> makes me feel better. You know, you know, my before my mother died, she studied her whole life. I mean, books was her thing, books and languages, and uh, she was extremely well studied in many different areas. And so, before she died, I asked her, "So, how are you doing?" She said, "Still confused, but on a higher level." And then, more or less, she died. So that's it's like when people say 
oh, I'm so awake and they're so asleep. Really? Really? Do you consider yourself awake? I, at least I know this one is not awake. I'm more aware in certain areas, but I'm, I am being played big time in other, uh, other courts. I'm sure of things that I have no idea about. You know, so it's, it's, a, it's a journey of discovery and uh, test and trial and error and you name it. For me, I can always if, say for me. If you had to start again, let's say you're you're 20, right? Or you're 30. What what would be like a field that you would have like started in right then so that you could have spent the rest of your life, you know, getting into it? I'm there. I've been I've been on this track my whole life. I am in that track. I would do it again. What would you call it if this if this were like a field? that that you would present to someone else to to study or follow what would you call that field what would i call that field mm. listen to your heart follow your goosebumps and stand in your truth Will it be an easy journey? I can I can guarantee you, you're going to be smacked around and tested and up against obstacles and betrayed. You will betray other people. You will be lied to. You will lie. You will feel awful. You will feel happy. You will feel it will be a journey. I can tell you that one. So I'm on a journey on uncovering and discovering I'm, I'm finding out now that my my uh, whole life has been a double life my parents were living a double life that i was not aware of they were both uh, secret assets for nato after the second world war in the gladio uh, ghost army had no idea it's only several years after or many years after they both passed that i'm uncovering this thing my whole life when i grew up was based on nato operations where we went our neighbors where we moved uh, when we holidays where we lived the, all of it nato 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 and so all of the things i was told absolutely not true and maybe that is the thing that has made me become good in the area where i'm i'm considered number one by many in the world how did that happen but I think because I come from extreme backgrounds of deception, of double, uh, you know, layered manipulation, lies, uh, unsaid words, feelings, strange things that didn't match up. Where I even think that I might have been born into this world as part of a front window for this operation. I think my parents were put together as assets, not from love, but from the operation. I've, I've found uh, multiple other uh, couples that were living very similar lives and part of the perfect family, uh, uh, what do you call it, uh, shop window was having kids. So I think there's a big chance that I was born into this as part of a NATO operation, which is bizarre. And at the same time, maybe it makes some kind of sense. I think, I mean, if... Uh, if you, there is such a thing that you sign up for this life and you decide beforehand, oh, you're going to be my mother, you're going to be my dad. I, I was sort of like a bit of a drama queen and I got some colorful elements together 
and joined and sque squeezed into this meat suit that started out small and confused to start with and is now bigger and less confused at least to a certain extent but uh, i don't know if i answered your question but uh, there i would call it no ism at all it would be uh the goosebump ism the <laughs> goosebumps is the the map the thing that will show you the way you know the thing that will put you in the kitchen as a chef or whatever the passion is whatever your passion is that's the one you should follow not an easy way most of the time not an easy way your mind your family your friends everybody will try and, and get you off track but the your real treasure map is the ones that really gives you goosebumps i think you know it's fascinating brother i feel like that i am it's close to the path that i'm supposed to be on now than i've ever been in my entire life and it's about really i sometimes describe like life and i describe like um, god's plan for you is like a river that you kind of get thrown in and if you keep fighting the current you're going to find yourself in all kinds of situations that uh, you don't want to be in violent situations like just turmoil and all this pain and all this negativity that you don't absolutely need. And if you go with the current that that this that life has for you, like if you're supposed to go this direction, then you just find it yourself swimming floating feeling like uh, i'm i'm at a place right now where i am just following my conscience i'm trying to be as honest and trying to be the best person that i possibly can be in the situation that i'm in in every single possible situation um and man life is coming um like I, I, there's still obstacles there's still hardships but it's also it's happening the way that it's supposed to happen. And there's so many, like you call them coincidences, but mm. man, are there so many coincidences that it, it's, it's impossible for me to believe they're coincidences. Yeah, I agree. So th that's a really good one because like, are you a wuss if you relax in the river? Are you a man if you fight against the river or are you just plain stupid? It's a, it's a tricky one. I should fight the river because, or my my focus should be just relaxed. When you when you're tense, you have a a major tendency also to get hurt. And uh, when you're stiff, you break stuff and you break others, and and you're not flexible. When you look at uh, like they have uh, stuntmen and stuff, like uh, when they do river shots where people are being like uh, pulled down with a river i've spoken to stuntmen because i really wanted to be one and they said in these situations you just have to relax 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 you know don't fight it don't fight it just follow and just float you know in it because there are lots of rocks you can't control it it's like a dangerous place to be but the more you relax the more you will come into the center of the current where the most water is and it will just lift you above it and you will hopefully float there's no guarantees you might be completely messed up and die or whatever but otherwise than that if you can just surrender yourself into the motion of that then life is a lot better and then 
divine synchronicity, as I call it, starts happening. These type of meetings where it's like, what are the chances? How the, are you, and then instead of life being horrible and a struggle, it starts becoming interesting because it's like, wow, this is actually magical. Yes, it looks a little bit scary over there. Yes, there's a new world order bump in the road somewhere. Yes, they want to just kill us all and they want to jab us all. And But otherwise than that, that was really interesting, that meeting. And where did that guy come up? And my God, we had, I just thought of him and suddenly he appeared like, what, you know, once you start seeing that and you start having faith that everything will be all right, maybe I'll die in the next five minutes. But if I'm okay with that, then suddenly, okay, I can handle that bump, I can handle that bump, and then you get better and better at surfing the waves, and more and more adventure will happen in a beautiful way, I tell you that. So for me, what I'm trying to do is not charge the situation. I mean, Hell Gates and Hitlery and these type of beautiful super psychos that are there to spice our living lives up in, you know, so that we can really get some action going and some like, oh, my God, oh, my God. You know, we like these dramas, apparently. So if you let go of the judgment of the sinner and look at the sin, that is so not right with people suiciding themselves with jabs or whatever. I mean, that's horrible on a street level. But if you can at the same time have a helicopter view from a spiritual point of view where these things are needed for us to evolve, then oh, wait, that's suddenly. something that I was thinking too, brother. It's like the way that you said that maybe I chose this life, you know, maybe I chose to be come down here. Like then you start seeing those, like, like you said, these super psychos, you start seeing them in a different light too, because they were, maybe they chose that life too. And they were there to serve a specific role. And, and maybe it's a, a dark role, but it was actually important for something else. And it, man, what would it be like to have chosen that suit? That avatar, that evil. Yeah, what you, where are you, you at when you pick like the Epstein suit out? Yeah, just no. But oof. I tell you, when you meet psychos, they're happy. They're happy being <laughs> villains. Yeah. You know, villains are happy being assholes. It's just us who say, "Oh, they're so horrible." We think like so. Who is like in a Batman movie? The Joker is he miserable? No, he's super evil and very happy. You know, so well, like you, you were describing before about like some some people have like a violent way about them, and then that's putting like kind of like this violent energy. And I was thinking too, but there's psychos out there that almost like the precision of a conductor, right? And they're just like slicing and having a great time. And they've got classical music playing, and there's no violence at all, other than just the inherent act of what they're doing. But it's not like they have a like a bad or like violent energy with it. So like, how does that fit into that that plan? Is that like better or worse than someone that's being violent in their actions and screaming and being mean, but ultimately not hurting anything? I think we live in a duality where up is needed to understand down, where right is needed to understand left, where good is under, needed to understand evil and versa, uh, vice versa. You know, so in this whatever we're living in matrix virtual reality, real life. I don't even know what it is, flat or round. Uh, but whatever we are in, up until this point, we've needed these dualities, just like a plus and minus on a battery. And in this realm, 
we can start exploring and doing stuff. You can become the next the super serial killer. I mean, with that beard, you would do great. One kitchen <laughs> I knife. Passed out if I beard. See blood. It wouldn't go well for me. No, uh, what I'm saying is that uh, you would look great on one of these uh, mug shots afterwards, you know, and then a bloody knife next. Perfect, perfect. You're you not know, the first one that's told me I make a good mug shot. There you go. So uh, it's up to you if you want to do it in real life or not, whatever real life is. So anyway, you got one kitchen knife. There's a lot of people out in the street. You could be the next super uh, mass murderer within the next 15 uh, minutes if you chose to. But you apparently you choose to be here instead. I'm happy you stay with us and uh, keep the kitchen knife to slicing bread. But it's up to you. The choices are ours. So if you look at it like we say we want to live in peace or oh, I just want to be happy. Do you really? Do you really? Because it's like, okay, what does that mean? Well, I want to read poetry and uh, eat munchy cakes and, and just be peaceful. Okay, so what type of movies do you like to watch? Is that sort of like Polish romantic black and white ones from 1932? Uh, or do you maybe like like action thrillers or well i'm i'm very peaceful but i really like uh, documentaries about serial killers okay yeah or this or that or whatever what is it we're so fascinated with that thing so imagine batman what would batman be without the joker he would be like some transgender type of guy in a weird vehicle driving up and down air, you know every night up and down the streets doing nothing because there was nothing to do and we would follow him now he puts in the second gear and the third gear oh my god it's so exciting it's dead boring nobody would nobody it doesn't get the juices going enter joker suddenly you got some interesting things and so look at our lives we, we love to watch it on the screen, but as soon as it's happened in our real life, we go, oh, my God, this is so scary. I mean, come on, Klaus Engelschwab. He even has a German accent. I mean, can you, he's got like Darth Vader outfit from Star Wars. I mean, come on. You got the super nerdy laboratory psycho. Hell Gates, you know, with unlimited funds, with um, gene-manipulated mosquitoes and all kinds of bizarre stuff and jabs, and he's going to suicide the whole, all the global population. I mean, can you spice it up more? No, I don't think so. We're so living we the most exciting action flick that has ever existed. That's what I'm Absolutely. saying. We should, yeah. we should enjoy it. I've, had, I've even made T-shirt prints saying, stop whining, start shining. Do you know, get out of victim mode. Get out of victim mode and kick in to your real power. I used to be a super victim. I'm still good at sometimes. If you ever need advice on how to uh, become a real good victim, I can be your guy. I've collected a lot of traumatic events and traumas and all type of things to spice things up. I can whine, I tell you that. So, but it came to a point where I just felt it's like driving around with a flat tire. It's like, uh, 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 and people get fed up listening to you whining as well. So it's like, it doesn't really help you until you start seeing that maybe that traumatic event is a blessing in disguise. You know, I experienced something really horrible that has put me in a position where I suddenly can understand and feel for someone else who's gone through that, which I wouldn't have been able to had I not gone through that horrible. I mean, I'm not saying that I'm a, fun, a fan of, of traumas 
absolutely not. I have a lot of them. Uh, PTSD, my body jumps like an old lady if there's a loud sound, whatever. But what I'm saying, if, if you can turn it around and see what can I do with this, then you can suddenly start making a change, I tell you. For a lot of people that are not as aware as you are and are really being suffering, that are suffering from many of these situations. So turn it around, get out of victim mode, get your ass in, in gear and move. Move your way, your path, your truth. The goosebumps. I love it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, man, I, I don't know how to transition in, in because, I mean, we're having such a wonderful conversation about uh, fantastic things. But you were talking a little bit earlier, you were talking about how religion was used to justify different things. And you're talking about, you know, how, like you said, in a lot of ways, you, you hate religion because religion. No, I don't use. No, I never I, used the word hate. Sorry. I did not use the word hate. I do not hate. That is another very powerful negative power. I do not hate. I transcend it. Yes. So please continue. Sorry for me interrupting. Right. <laughs> You're right. Um, I should be more careful with my wording. Uh, but uh, we're talking about this absolute psyop that we're watching happen in front of us and people using justifications for things that happened or didn't happen a couple thousand years ago for, you know, current violence that are happening right this moment. And we're seeing suffering that's that's just awful. And I just wanted to uh, maybe get some of your insights here about this wild thing that's happening right now. Which one are you referring to? <laughs> we were talking about uh, uh, Occupy Palestine. <laughs> okay, so... But maybe this is an entirely long conversation for a different day. No, to just... no not at all. Not at all. Um, we're up against, it's like being in a schoolyard with a very, very brutal, ruthless bully who is terrorizing the neighborhood. One little individual, one, one little group of individuals that are terrorizing massive amounts of lives comes in many different shapes and forms, but actually it's down to very few methods and very few people that are doing a lot of horrible stuff to us. We're in the billions. They are very few, very, very few, but behind the scenes. So how do they do it? They do it through different manipulation methods. And so one of the things they also do is they keep moving like that because their agenda is globally. So you have to see what's going on get yourself up higher, higher, higher. That's when you start seeing the patterns being played out. So if you look at one incident, you, you miss out on the bigger picture. If you start seeing, wait a second, this might be like a chessboard that we're being played on. And I would strongly suggest, I mean, after all of these decades, I've been down this rabbit hole. That is what I've learned, that do not stare and, and just one point. Start seeing the whole, what is being happening here. And so... We have the same agenda that goes under different names. You've got the, the New World Order, Agenda 21, the Fourth Industrial Revolution, you name it, same bullshit. Uh, no, yeah, same bullshit, different names. Horrible, horrible nightmare. And 
the way of these agendas is brutal force to take over and make a one world one world nightmare controlled super psycho nightmare dark future vision I, it can't get any worse if you like horror movies well there's one for you they will own yeah. everything all land all air all energy all water all media all military all all the inventions they will the rights of all property including your children and you will be happy by the way so that is uh, the agenda and it's being carried out in many different ways so how can they do it they can since they're that few they need to do it with technology manipulation and technology and their agenda is to get us into smart grids with the where it's gone digital so it can be controlled by them and with machines so this is why they're pushing very very hard for the smart cities, the smart grid, everything with smart, 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 the Internet of Things. Smart is actually a misspelling. The correct spelling is E-V-I-L. That's the technical correct term. And so you see the push for these things in many different ways. And how do they do it? Uh, they are trying to force us into these areas that can be controlled. It's like prison camps, but they have made them really beautifully, like 15-minute cities or smart cities or smart islands or you name it. So how do they do it? One of the ways they do it <clears throat> to avoid us understanding what's going on is using the weather. They weaponize the weather through harp technology, chemtrailing, uh, uh cloud seeding you name it they have been doing this for many 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 years and also nowadays they really stepped up the use of what is called directed energy weapons which is based on tesla dear nikola tesla this incredible mind uh, where they murdered him and stole his invention in 43 47 was the first time we saw the results of these directed energy weapon fires in Maine in 1947. Check these fires out. That's the first time we see these very, very strange anomalies of fires where, where buildings are just flattened and completely destroyed right next to a green bush where the nature is completely untouched. The rest is just leveled like this. Very weird things that then have continued through the development of companies like Raytheon, uh, Lockheed Martin, uh, these type of companies that have been working very hard on amping up uh, the, the, the precision and uh, the power of these technologies. You can go to their website. They say they brag. They've been uh, developing these for more than 50 years. And look what we can do. So not only that, they're also trying to weaponize uh, uh, nature with different kinds of uh, bugs and uh, all kinds of things that will make it really scary for us to be out in nature so that we will voluntarily stay inside these digital grids where they will have anonymous, uh, not anonymous, but uh, autonomous vehicles that can only drive within this uh, grid uh, that have been geofenced so that cars cannot go on the outside. That's also the whole digital development with cars and uh, not uh, gas and diesel anymore because that could leave the grid, but it would be electric cars that would just, it would be like on a fun fair. You can go around in a circle, bing, da, 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 in, in there where everything will be controlled. So we see here country after country, they hit in different ways. They weaken these countries and then they hit them. 
in some places with they used to do it with military coups or or takeovers or wars invasion rape and plunder under the name of democracy and freedom but now it's come to a next level where it's sort of like a silent war there's an ongoing war on all levels where they're trying to to weaken us they cut uh, destroy the food production they destroy the air they destroy the water they buy off the water rights they uh, it, they create through these uh, technologies they create drought they create floodings they create earthquakes they create fires uh, that are not natural none of them very few of them are natural and then with the excuse of these natural disasters they come in and rescue absolute bullshit uh, it has nothing to do with rescue fema comes in and it's it's like a foreign army invasion they take over they and there's also not only ethnic cleansing but also real estate cleansing they get rid of all the old crap they get rid of all the poor people out that because of the floodings or the fires or whatever the fires are extremely precise laser light uh every building they don't want that won't fit into the smart city grid get rid of it get rid of the people vaporize them uh, stole the cars when they try to get out they put out these nice little ones on the light poles so that the cars that are well, they just die and then you got fry 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 family and vaporized dog so we don't have to deal with them and they can just take over no legal courses no problems with insurance companies because it was a natural disaster maui horrible 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 horror of a brutal ice cold operation it was carried out by the u.s space force it went under the name of the exercise it was the follow-up of the exercise uh, talisman uh, saber 23 the u.s space force you can chop my arm off if you, if i'm not uh, correct about that very few people have pointed that direction i tell you they were the ones who did it uh, but not they are just the, the weaponized tool doing it Trying that whole then you have FEMA that was there already before it happened. The whole thing has been building up for years. It's an ice cold agenda building up for years and carried out as the first on in a long road. I live on Bali. I fear that Bali could be on the list here because we are very similar to Maui when it comes to so many different things. But I think that you were referring to actually Israel and Gaza, that that was the one. So I just want to say, look at how easily diverted we are. You know, look over here, look over here, look over here. So the Ukraine, make uh, whatever you want to do of that one. I call Wag the Dog, watch that movie, and you will start understanding the Ukraine, the whole concept of what is going on there so much not true that i can tell you so much not true so many of the images and the film footage and stuff that was used recycled or from computer gamings or set up or absolute bullshit on steroids unbelievable level of deception very low quality many times so but a black hole where you can just swallow billions and billions where people are funding, oh, we have to help them, we have to help them, we have to help them. Become aware of who you're helping, that I would say. And then see that these forces that should be there helping, like Biden, 
with Mr. Diaper Biden, uh, who comes there, uh, giving billions to the Ukraine. People didn't even know where Ukraine was a couple of years ago. Never heard of it. Well, I don't know. It's somewhere there. Now, everybody should like, oh, my God, help, 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 help. Billions and billions. A neutral country like Sweden are giving away weapons and tanks and neutral. Thank you so much. This is what you can get from me. Then that suddenly stopped and boom, Maui, Maui, Maui. So everybody was looking at Maui and 1,250 children. Where did they go? Where did they go? And then suddenly, boom, Gaza. It's still ongoing in, in Maui, but it's been completely forgotten. I say, please don't forget these, these people out there. They are suffering massively. It's an it is an incredible, uh, brutal attack from the forces within. It's like Joe Biden said, uh, we're looking forward to FEMA completing the job. That's it. That's it. Boom. It is an inside job, a very brutal overtake of the New World Order, creating Maui into the first smart island uh, governed by AI. What on earth will that even look like? We have no idea. But that's the, the target with that one. Gaza. Let me ramble on for a little bit, but because I care for these people. So many years ago, I went to Israel to see for myself, this is what I tried to do. Instead of buying into what somebody else is telling me, I went there on my own. It's a tiny little country. It is so small. You cannot believe it. You can really start when you, we were talking about this bearded dude, Jesus. You can understand that all of these stories were in that little small area because people were walking. It was walking distance from here, and then he went to Gethsemane, and then he went to the Death Sea, and it's like in walking distance. Like, let's take a few days off. We walk that way. Boom, there you go. You go in a car. Boom, we're here. And there, and there, and Bethlehem and Jerusalem is very small, created by the Rothschilds after the Second World War, where uh, they just came in, if you believe the Second World War, with the whole Jewish uh, uh, Holocaust, I tell you. Uh, if you want to commit uh, public suicide, start criticizing that one. I've done it once because it's like swallowing a shotgun, more or less. So I did a two and a half hour. It's called Making Critical Thinking Illegal. It's on my website, Light on Conspiracies. That's a segue for you. And in that, I just go completely through the logistics of what they claim have happened. It is so, so, so not true. It is absolutely impossible and from the six millions they're down to a hundred or two hundred thousand now the official numbers have gone down 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 because it is built on absolute lies anyway so we have based on that i'm not saying that everybody involved is aware of the psyop but i'm talking about the reality behind these things so anyway uh Lots of uh, Jewish people were moved out of Germany, among other countries, in the 30s, where Hitler was actually helping funding them out of Germany, paying for the transport, setting the whole thing up. There are Jewish uh, authors that have been writing about this. I can't remember his name, Eric, Eric Black, I think, or something like that. Anyway, so they started getting transported down there, and then the world's first terror attack happened. Uh, where one of the boats came down there and a bomb exploded. It was blamed on the Palestinians. It turned out it was an MI6 agent who actually placed the bomb. That then justified 
coming into Palestine and saying, you fuck off, fuck off, fuck off. I know you've been living here for a couple of thousand years, almost, but we were here first because 2000 years ago, we lived right here. And then we decided to move. Doesn't matter. It's our land. It's the Holy Land. So instead of coming there, starting a relationship as good neighbors, the people that went through the Holocaust, if you believe that, I think should know better than treating other people like shit. But they did not. They started treating the Palestinians in a brutal way and just kept pushing, pushing, pushing. So a lot of the Palestinians went into refugee camps in southern Lebanon. Then you had what used to be Palestine was just pushed into smaller and smaller areas like the Gaza Strip, the Golan Heights, the Western Bank, and all the time push, 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 push. But also what I discovered when I was there is like it was it was uh, apartheid. I mean, financial apartheid, the, the Palestinians, their wages was like like half. They had to drive around with special number plates. So they had to carry identification at all times. Uh, you know, the Israelis didn't. They, they were left to do whatever. But the Palestinians was completely under control all the time. And then... I think it was in 47 or something like that. There was a big bomb that went on a, uh, that blew up a hotel called Ben Gurion, I believe it was. And it was blamed on a Palestinian terrorist. Here we come, the terrorism again. Turned out that it was an is Israeli. It was the son of the mayor who had dressed like a Palestinian, placed a bomb, blew up some of his own, and then that justified once again. It's a psychological operation where it's a false flag where the attack it might be correct or incorrect, but I'm pretty sure it was Benjamin Netanyahu's father that was involved in that blowing up of the of that hotel, which I find really fascinating. And, and so then uh, he later becomes the prime minister. And, well, his father was a terrorist who blew up that hotel. And that is exactly correct. What you're saying, I was talking about his grandfather and then father, I was coming to Bibi here. Because these, they come from generations of real terrorists. They point, you got also the creation of Mossad, the Israeli, uh, whatever you want to call them. But their motto is war by deception. They are masters when it comes to playing with your mind. War by deception, not war by brutal force, war by deception. What does that mean? It means turn it around, turn it upside down. And so they are the ones I really think that uh, developed terrorism and developed the whole uh, understanding, our propaganda understanding of what terrorism is. And then with the help of George Bush Sr., who came down there as well, where they started uh, fine-tuning the whole thing and then hit the world with terrorism. So it is built by terrorists. The, the people that, that built the state of Israel were the people that carried out these type of things, like Bibi's father and his grandfather, and and these groupings, uh, these they were labeled terrorists, and then they became leaders of this holy land. And the the way they'd been treating it is awful. It is awful. And when when I was down there, I mean, I was shocked by how these IDF soldiers were were treating the Palestinians. I mean, brutal is not the word. I mean, they were actually breaking the legs of people, you know, for no reason. I mean, 
just so that the, the, with rocks they would oh god it's just like horror horror and i spoke to israeli soldiers as well and they said you know we've been told they they live in fear it's fear based again they're being told they're the they're the enemy they're the terrorists they're the and they said it's like we're just so scared you know and then after a while you you you're scared and you start shooting and you defend yourself you think and then after a while it gets just another day at the office and you become more and more brutal and then you start you you know you lose you lose the feeling and uh, so these soldiers are among the most brutal mothers that i have ever encountered scary scary and then in Boy. 2000 and Sorry, sorry. Go ahead. All I was going to say is, only I don't know if you've ever seen this show, but there was a there's something on Netflix. It's called Black Mirror. I'm sure you've heard of it. Yeah. There, there is a particular episode where um, there's this there's this country, and you you just know them as like they say that there's like aliens or these people that are trying to hurt them and trying to kill them. And this soldier, he has this like smart device that's implanted in their head. Like there's a lot of like this weird futuristic, like hellhole kind of stuff involved in Black Mirror. Um, and so these guys, they have like these smart visors where like the government has their earpiece. They can talk to them like they're soldiers and like, hey, we can, you know, send them all this stuff, you know, through their eyes and stuff. And he I want to say he like falls, gets injured. Somehow he injures his head and it injures the implant that's in his eye. And you see him this whole time. He's been like fighting. He's been killing. He's been doing this stuff. And then in uh, what he sees are like, they call them bugs. And so he sees like this big, like basically this giant cockroach that he's been like killing. And, and, and then once it's damaged, he realizes like he's about to kill this person. And he looks down and it's a child. And he goes, and then the guy in his earpiece is like, all right, kill that bug. And he's like, I'm looking at a kid right now. Like, no, that's one of those bugs. You have to kill them right now. And so it's like you're talking about that indoctrination of like the IDF that is raised to like, hey, these people, they're scum of the earth. They're not even human. They are filth beneath your toes. And so and you're defending yourself. My God, you remember what Hitler did to us and we have to survive. And this is a and we have to do that, you know, and, and they, they're told and like they believe that like these people that. I've been living in this place, hate you because of who you are and you have to do this ultra violence and you're justified because if you don't, these people want to kill you. And so this is a survival and I, it's just the worst justification for the worst atrocities and everyone feels justified because of the indoctrination, the indoctrination that they've been filled with as a child. And he, they seriously think they're squashing bugs and they're killing. It's, I think Black Mirror is a really scary series. I mean, if you want to see horror movies, but they're telling you, they're telling you a lot of truth in in that series. So I, you're spot on because they are being, the people of Israel is being pumped with this information and they live in a tiny little place and they feel that they're on a constant attack. What they do not understand is that many of the attacks are actually carried out by their own people, by their own uh, inner enemy. I, I was, uh, when I was down there, one of the reasons I have, I think I have PTSD is that I was uh, up near the border to Lebanon and three cars exploded right next to where I was. 
I mean, the impact, I've never, you know, I've, I've felt, I've heard firecrackers, I've shot shotguns, stuff like that. I never had the impact on my body from an explosion. I was on the other side of the wall when it happened, but to this very day, loud sounds, it makes me jump like that. Three cars, boom, 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 like that. And we thought, oh my God, oh my God, it, it must have been the Palestinian. It turned out it was the Israeli that just blew up three more cars. It was just an exercise. They t said afterwards, I think because people had started looking through it, then suddenly they came out in the newspaper. Yeah, it looked real, but it was an exercise. Had, you know, so a lot of these things are and i've been i've been debunking so many of their operations you know very low budget type of crap that is being blamed on the palestinians sometimes of course the palestinians out of desperation have retaliated throwing rocks at tanks and these type of just uh, you know like fights where you it's like water anyway so i think it was in the year 2007 or 8 or something like that Israel just decided to let's just make Gaza, the Gaza Strip, the world's most open, the world's biggest open air prison. That that's what it was. Super high walls, checkpoints everywhere, guard towers, machine guns, uh, surveillance systems, uh, infrared scanners, uh, booby trap this and minefield that, and. With the help of from your beautiful country there, I think about $10 million per day gone to this country. Why or why or why? Well, you have the double citizen with the Zionist thing that are hiding behind people of Jewish faith. That is the thing. Hiding, using this whole Holocaust shield. If you point fingers at us, we are actually the victims. No, you're not. You're hiding behind it. So from then on, uh, I mean, the Gaza Strip, it's tiny. It's I think it's like two and a half miles times four and a half miles. It's tiny. You get there, it's like, my God, it's nothing. And there's like 1.4 billion people, uh, million people living there. Most of them kids. Most of them kids and teenagers because the rest of them have been killed. And then they turn off the water, they turn off the electricity, they turn off the food info. I mean, and then... They are supposed to, during these situations, just build up armory and build up uh, all kinds of high-tech things that could be a threat to Israel. Israel, one of the most powerful armies in the world with the most advanced security systems in the world, with the most advanced uh, uh, fighter jets and the most, uh, I mean, all of it. The, the balance, we're talking about, oh, there's a conflict. There's not a conflict. It's a genocide. It's a genocide. It's like to justify Mike Tyson go into uh, like a war, baby ward and just smash the head of, a, uh, of 10 babies because they peed on the floor. That's the power. It's like they got. So anyway, so in this situation, there, there was a first, there was PLO with Yasser Arafat, who was a peaceful man in my world. He was really trying to find a, some kind of solution where they could live in peace together. And he was poisoned, boom, stand, stone dead. And after that, there was this political, you know, imbalance and Hamas was born. 
Hamas, as far as I was informed from people down there at the time when it happened, was Israeli funded. So it was a Palestinian organization, they said, they but it was funded admit by... it now. Yeah, Do they, they really? Okay. Admit it now oh. that yes, they were funded because they say the PLO was so bad that we had to fund and we they, they literally propped up Hamas in opposition it, to the Palestinian Authority. Yeah, but this is this is when you see when you set up a conflict where you are both sides. So they they got Hamas to do stuff that would then justify them to invasion, rape and plunder. And so every time Hamas does something, I tell you, it's Israel doing it to themselves. And so the more atrocity Hamas can do, sometimes. it's a psychological. Yeah, it's yeah. an absolute mindfuckery. So Hamas fires these rockets. No, Israel fired these rockets at themselves, thus justifying what they're doing now. So here we have, it happened on the day uh, of the anniversary of Yom, the Yom Kippur War, really. And then these high top security, all of these type of things, the soldiers just left for like seven hours. They were just relocated. Does that sound possible for you? It's like Jeffrey Epstein's uh, jail wardens that just, oh, they went to sleep and then all the cameras were just turned off. It's just one of the best high security prisons. No, very sorry. And then he hung himself. Oh, what a bummer. These type of operations, if you can't see through them, please activate brain, you know, press the button and get it going because it's so obvious once you start seeing it. So here they have set it up. It's also diversion away from Maui, same power force that are pushing, pushing, pushing. And then you have, look at Hamas. They, they bombed, uh, they bombed these different, uh, there was a music festival, there was a hospital, and then they show images of bombed cars. Please look at a real car bomb or a car that has been blown up by mortars or grenades or whatever. You will see they are being torn apart from the explosives. What we see here are the exact result of directed energy weapon attacks. You have cars, you look at 9-11, look at the Paradise Fires, look at Maui, where you have cars that are totally incinerated. I mean, the glass is melted, there's no glass. That you don't see from an explosion. An explosion, you've got shattered glass like that. Here, the glass is just gone. Everything, tires, everything is gone. Um, but the, the asphalt underneath it is untouched. You go figure that one because intense heat. The thing is with directed any weapons, it seems like anything in touch with metal will, will, will uh, you know, catch an incredible temperature. Everything not in touch with, with metal will be completely untouched. So 10 centimeters away from it can be. So, for instance, you have uh, at the, some really good examples at the Paradise Fires where you had like wooden fences uh, that were completely untouched in the middle of a massive big fire, official fire. But where the nails were in the tree, that completely burned away. So... So these car fires, you will also see that they they start rusting right away. I mean, within minutes, you've got rust on these vehicles. That is, you see 9-11, you see other, that is not at all 
uh, a natural car fire. Also, all of the the anything from handles and backlights and whatever completely untouched. Often, also, you can have a vehicle standing right next to it, parked right next to it, completely untouched. So these fires or bombed cars, absolute bullshit. That is directed energy weapons that has been part of this whole thing, blaming. Then you have a whole long line of photos. You know, look at the photos. Many of them are not even real photos when you start enlarging them. I don't know. It's not, they're not even photos. It's like, uh, like artwork type of pieces, sort of combo of Photoshop and photos. If they're doing it to show us that we're being set up, you know, because of the law of karma, they have to show us what they're doing. If that's the reason, I don't know. But look at the photos, really study them. Then you have, oh, they got this bulldozer and they got right through the fence. The fences, these are walls. You see images of, of uh, them breaking through the fences. They're walls. I don't know where these fences are. And the bulldozers are illegal. They're not allowed to have that type of equipment in there. How the hell did that happen? And then you had all of the photographers standing, waiting, taking perfect photos that looks like movie posters, you know, as part of the propaganda. It is. And then they say, okay, so the people in the north of Gaza had to 24 hours to leave the area. They said, we're going to open this, uh, this uh, little hole here and you can get out here because you need to get out. And then they bombed the opening. What we're talking about is an absolute psyop, absolute inside job. The Palestinians, in my opinion, had zero to do with it. Hamas deeply involved, yes, because they are also Israel. And the yep. idea is to eliminate Gaza once and for all, to get to justify and make the world say thank you so much for for finally getting rid of these uh, Palestinian terrorists. Because look at mainstream media. Is it there is a balanced point of view? Not at all. And then you got like U.S. Um, uh, warships. There's five or six of them outside two and a half mile of land strip that is, you know, you got tanks and you got all of these type of things. And then they say, yeah, but they had to defend themselves. Ole, uh, tell me, tell me how off I am by this because this is what I've been seeing lately. I, I just want to. Uh, so this is something that Lenin said. Uh, Lenin said, "How do you defeat your opposition by becoming them?" Right there, there's this whole like uh, where he would he would literally um, he would literally have people infiltrate, you know, like opposition parties and different things like that. There's a, there's this quote. I'm not giving a good direct quote because I'm, I'm bad with that sort of thing but it was about like basically taking your opposition and it's something that you were talking about how like Hamas is like um how it was funded started from the same zionists you know and they still are it's that same group you know and so when you say Hamas bomb them they're bombing themselves like what i saw as uh to me what was a perfect representation was them specifically talking about this whole hospital bombing that supposedly just happened, right? Where so the story goes from CNN, hey, there's this hospital and it just got blown up right now, and it looks like Israel did it. And so they'll they'll say that Israel blew up this this hospital, and then they'll invert it and go like, wait a minute, it looks like it was actually 
Hamas. Hamas actually accidentally blew it up and did this whole thing. And to me, like I, I've been listening to like the right wing and the left wing, and and uh, it's all the same thing. It's all the same bird. Listening to them talking about it, and they're saying like, "This is this is proof. This is proof that." that uh, this certain small group of folks aren't actually in charge of the media because if they actually were, then then CNN would never have said that Israel actually attacked uh, this hospital to begin with. And I'm like, man, this is all just a huge, gigantic psyop just to, for them to further prove that, like, look, we're not the aggressors in this. Look, they did it to themselves. They blew themselves up. And now they're trying to blame us. And so, and we're actually the good guys in this situation. And we're trying to, we're trying to say, man, it's just so deep and so dark. And and like you're saying, it's like this, them being in charge of their own opposition against themselves, because they've kind of co-opted the leadership role in this group of Palestinians, where it's just these people that are just trying to survive these refugees. And they've kind of infiltrated and taken over that position of their leadership as Hamas. It's like, then they can have Hamas do these things in the name of the Palestinians. It there justifies anything they have to do to uh, attack Hamas. And really it's just further genocide, further control, (laughs) further taking over these innocent people is the way I see it. How far off am I? (laughs) Explain to me the logic in you have been in prison since 2008 with hardly water, no medicine, no screws. Uh, I mean, Max Egan, a friend of mine, was in Gaza years ago. He managed to get in there. He was trying to build benches for a school in inside there. They didn't have nails. They didn't have screws. They didn't have, I mean, things like that. No, hardly any water, hardly anything, anything. How they survived this long, incredible. So that is the technology that is available in there. Also, any kind of bulldozers or machines stopped, any kind of fuel, very hard to get in there. Okay, so if you're in that situation, on your knees, you know, most of most of everyone, teenagers and kids <laughs> that are scared out of their living with Jesus, that has goats, have to go through checkpoints everywhere with surveillance cameras, both on the ground, over ground, infrared thing with snipers everywhere and all of that. Can you manage to build up a maneuver like that? Can you manage to make all of the Israeli soldiers for seven hours, just hello, hello, we move them out. You you get like these, uh, oh God, they even had like uh, hang gliders. Oh my, then the... Okay, let's say that they were Palestinian hang gliders. That up against fighter jets. What what is the balance? Is that a threat or a joke? What did they do? Did they throw like rotten eggs from these uh, these uh, hang gliders? Was that the weaponry they had? I mean, we're up against. They are up against a country that goes under the name of Israel that is so funded and sponsored by the U.S. I mean, so. To do anything really violent, they know that they would be backed up. And here they are looking out the windows, and there are all there are all of these warships out there. One warship alone, then you got tanks and tanks and tanks and tanks and high. I mean, all what 
how brain dead do you have to be to try and start a violent uh, war? And they say, well, they did. There's no logic whatsoever. You, It's like a, an ant up against Goliath. It's not even David. It's an ant. So what, why, why in, they, they knew that this would make the perfect excuse for them to be completely terminated. Would they do it? Just ask yourself, would you do it? Absolutely not. It is, if they're not extremely suicidal, then we have the other side. Is it possible if they control Hamas, then it's a completely different ball game. And then you start seeing uh, the whole what is said to have happened, the dates, how it happened, that the whole thing is a psyop on a, a psychological, military psychological uh, operation on a very big scale. And soon something else is going to happen. They're trying to divert the attention away. Uh, now they had, uh, they had these fires at the Luton Airport in London where 1,500 cars were fried. Same anomalies again, uh, you know, directed any weapon. You had in, in Argentina, in Mendoza, you had the uh, same fires there. You had in Liverpool a few years ago in a car park there, 1,600 cars. Uh, it's just Sweden is under heavy, heavy attack also from NATO. Not officially, but I tell you, it's almost like an, at an invasion point of view. So this is happening. And one th really sad thing in my world was that uh, Robert F. Kennedy, I've been really spending a major part of my life exposing what happened to his uncle and his father and Martin Luther King, trying to help these families also to, to heal the traumatic by, the, by finding out what actually went down. He has been, during the COVID operation, been seemingly to be a very strong individual standing up against these forces, never pointed towards Israel, though, which has put some people saying, listen, hello, I'm not talking about Israel as a country, I'm talking about the forces behind, hiding behind that. And so just a few weeks before this happened, I think a, a month maximum, uh, Robert Kennedy Jr., if it was not manipulated, was invited to this uh, Jewish platform where he was suddenly talking about the IDF as the most beautiful soldiers ever, only aiming at military targets, never, uh, you know, lifting a hand in... in I mean, what? what? When I heard him say that, if it's true, because nowadays with video editing and you can't trust anything, if that's true... In my world, thank you, Robert Kennedy. Out the window you go. I will not listen yeah. to a word ever again. Because I have uh, a hard that... time with that as well, brother. Because, like, yeah, I mean, he does seem like he was a different man. And he, he does seem like he was maybe a fighter for light. Especially, I mean, the book that he wrote about Anthony Fauci was so, like, it took bravery. It took guts. But, man, watching what he has said and and like even before this psyop uh, that's happening right now and what I call occupied Palestine, some people call it Israel. I call it occupied Palestine. Mm. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's more correct. Um, just watching what he said, man, my God, he, he has really shown his face as like um, as a Zionist. And, and I don't know if it is a, Hey, look what we did to your uncle. Look what we did to your father. 
Uh, we're going to let you push, but not like you can't cross this line. It seems like there is a line that you are allowed to cross and you aren't allowed to cross. And I don't know if there's something to that or if he has just always been maybe, you know, someone that was allowed to give, you know, you know, a little bit Didn't, of truth here and played a, and played a part, you know, um, yeah. I'm not sure, but it's, it is, it's, it's sad. It's super sad, but that's also where I always said the hero you've been waiting for is you, you, it's you, it. it's you, it's you, because don't wait for heroes out there. Don't wait for saviors to come and, and save your butt. You, we have these created heroes as well. I mean, I I listened to Trump maybe two and a half minutes in total. For me, I don't know, good guy, bad guy. He seems to like a joker in the game. On that level, it's very hard to find people that are not in the in their game. He's created. a cosmic jester, absolutely. Yeah. He's playing the avatar as a jester, and I appreciate the comedy that comes along with it. But that's about mm. all I can appreciate because it's mm. all a joke. It's a big joke. Um, yeah, it's yeah. a brutal one. But yeah. uh, you had the whole Palestine-Israel theme when it comes to the murder of his father, where Sirhan Sirhan was a Palestinian, but Christian Palestinian, who was saying, I mean, he was completely set up MK Ultra. It was, he was not the real shooter, uh, but he's still sitting rotting away because we are too lame to get him out of there. But anyway, uh, it was after it had happened that they suddenly found things on him that pointed towards that he did it because uh, of Israel having bombed uh, uh, Palestine, uh, Palestine and that he had reacted against that. So the theme was already there in 68. No, no, no. Bullshit, bullshit, bullshit on steroids, I tell you, over and over and over again. So it's just a matter of now they... I guarantee you they will divert the attention away from this one because it's too hot. So so it something will happen, boom, 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 over there. And suddenly, what happened to Maui? Sorry, how do you even spell it? Uh, Ukraine, old news, uh, blah, 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 blah. Mao, and, and then suddenly, Gaza, forget about them. They will just be get massacred. Who cares? We will now focus on aim at changing our Facebook image with that flag or whatever it's going to be. So they're going to do that so that they can get away and do their dirty job without being uh, uh, observed. Yeah, it's, it's ugly. It's very, very ugly. Man. Yes, absolutely agreed. Yeah. It's, it's a tragedy that we are watching unfold in front of our eyes right now. And like you said, so many people are going to be distracted by whatever the media is telling them, whatever the tragedy of the day is. And and they're not actually going they don't actually care. That's the, that's the wild thing is like the majority of these people. It's more of a I have to show that I care. They don't, I, I think that a lot of these people, they don't they don't even know how to feel like I feel uh, like some of these people. I think like a family member could be killed in front of them and they. They're like, how should I react? Am I supposed did uh, like their father could be killed in front of them? Well, was my dad a Trump supporter? Maybe that's a good thing he died. You know, like, like these the, these are the same people that would turn their father in if they were at January sixth. You know, you know that sort of thing. Where uh, 
and it, it's all just these people are so MK Ultra is so much bigger now than just uh, agents slipping acid and seeing what would happen, you know, in these situations. It's like uh, like Edward Bernays. I mean, the way that they have like taken over the media and the indoctrination, like the, the way that we like we see uh, movies and TV, all of this is actually to me, this is the biggest MK Ultra. And people are so like the way people spend time on Instagram and and do all these things like, uh, you know, on the social media. To me, that's more MK Ultra. They got better at it. And you don't even understand it that you are being indoctrinated in it. And so these people, they, they don't even know how to feel anymore. And then they had the fluoride in the water and then the then all of the chemicals that they that they are putting in their food and then all the medicines that they because you feel that you you're depressed. And why do I feel depressed? Well, you just need this pill. That's why you feel depressed. It's not all this garbage we're shoving down your throat. And so these people, they don't even know how to feel anymore. Like, are we even human anymore? I don't even know. Like the majority of the people that are here, their spirits have been are inside of these bodies that have been so expertly corrupted that they have such a hard time expressing the spiritual being that's still inside of them. They're like in this, it becomes a meat prison. They're stuck in a meat prison. Ah, <laughs> that was a rant. I'm sorry. That was a rant. Um, the only one you can really change is you. Yes. Don't worry about the other ones. Don't worry about the other ones. And really, we should salute each other that we're still standing. We're up against the biggest propaganda machine and war machine that the world has ever seen. Now the wars are so-called silent. We're up against incredible mind uh, fuckery with mainstream media. And, and my God, you just have to feel empathy for people. I mean, no wonder that they are messed up and confused and and absolutely what to believe and what not to believe. And, you know, like the whole reality is like being shaken. So instead of judging them, and who knows, maybe the majority are awake, but they, <laughs> but they don't dare to show it. Or, you know, like people say, oh, I'm the only one. Are you really? How do you know? Are you a mind reader? When you sit on the tram or the subway, do you know every single one here is asleep? How do you know they're sitting late? Well, they're sitting there with their phones and just being absolute zombie-like. Maybe they're listening to this interview. Maybe they're yeah. listening, watching at you saying, oh, my God, there's another brain-dead individual over there. What do we know? We don't know. <clears throat> so I would suggest don't focus on anyone else. You are in charge of you and your actions, your thoughts, your intentions. So make these count. Make a difference the way you would like these differences to be. You, we're being challenged. Apparently, if we sign up for this one, we sign up for a hell of a ride, and now we're uh, whining. The wrong time, the wrong time. You bought the ticket, I bought the ticket. Stop whining, start shining. <clears throat> so how do you do that? You do it by living by example. Don't try and persuade anyone else. Become a living example of how you can deal with these type of difficulties but in a way that might inspire other people. There's so much talk about everybody should be a leader. What does that even look like if everybody was, was a leader? Not at all. But try and lead yourself with dignity and morals and high standards and, and put 
put that one on yourself instead of pointing. You know, they say you point a, a finger at one, you've got three at yourself. Well, they don't. Well, what about these three? They're pointing straight at you. Why do you judge them? Because many times the things that you react against is something that is not healed in you. Yeah. So heal that, heal yourself, and start living in peace and make a massive change. You think maybe that, oh, I'm only one person. What does that even mean? What does that even mean? You are the center of your universe. I tell you, you're the center of your creation. I'm the center of my creation. Make that a different place to be in. And uh, so statistics and these type of things, I mean, like Mark Twain said, the three types of lies, lies, damn lies, and statistics. Don't listen to the numbers. 28% of Swedish people like meatballs. What? How? I mean... 98% have taken the jab. Have they really? Have they really? This and that. And that. these numbers are being played against us. So we think, oh, I'm the only one. Oh, I'm the only one. It's never to our advantage. It's always like, no, you're screwed, mate. You might as well just lie down, die, and, and just give it up. It's just not true. We're being played. We're being made into, they're trying to push us into a false deception of us being powerless. I tell you, it's so not true. It's so not true. You can make a massive difference. Yes, you might die. They say you might die anyway. There's apparently an expiry date on these meat suits. I don't know when mine, mine is up. But when that time comes, let's make it a ride until then. You know, Let's make a massive impact. I'm here to save the world. That's my mission. That is... Uh, when I was a child, people said, what do you want to be when you grow up? I said, I want to be a stuntman or save the world. I think I combined the two. I'm trying to somehow, am I going to succeed? <laughs> Probably not. I mean, what are the chances? At the same time, the intention is there. The direction is there. And so if I fail, big deal. I did what I could. If I succeed, oh God, that is incredible. Happy days. Let's get a cold beer and celebrate, you know. So one step at a time, one step at a time, one step at a time, you always got the choice. Fear, love, fear, love, fear, love, hate, love, hate, love. And I don't know about you, but the more I choose love, the higher frequency, the most beautiful my life is. And that's where magic starts happen. And yes, it looks scary. But where does it look scary? It looks scary in front of you in these screens that are often labeled smart. You look out the window. That's beautiful for you. You look at a butterfly, you look at a bird, you look at the sky. If it's not messed up with chemtrails, it's stunning. I mean, what do we know? We don't even know how a, how a toad, what he thinks about how he spends his day. We have no idea, you know. And then these screens in front of us says, life is hell, life is hell. It, you're going under, you're imprisoned. You're Says who? That screen. Well, who controls the screen? Well, whoever it is, they might control it. They might, you might be under surveillance. Take over the world. Yep. Yeah. So if My they God. see the screen, this is what you get from me. And if, you, if that is not <laughs> enough for you, right there's, now. there's more of them. <laughs> All of them are like this, but multiplied. So here you go. Here you go. Like, uh, fuck off. Bless you. And leave us alone. 
you want to depopulate the world kill yourself feel free i can help you <laughs> i love you know? that yeah you, wanna, yeah you want to depopulate the world there's too many people here start with yourself <laughs> that's then i can fully respect that individual Bill gates yeah. show us the way you jump out that window i would say that that was impressive i might get inspired and follow until then stop playing god who are you mr nerdy nerd it's not it's not nerdy nerd it's super psycho killer thriller horror in one meat suit married to another man divorced man melanie oh my god all of these uh, it's just well if you sign up for a, a real thriller type of show with nice spicy traumas and romance and all of that, maybe a life in the kitchen, all of it, it's it's right there in front of you. We signed up for it. Let's deal with it and enjoy it. I love that perspective that you have that perhaps whatever this is, you know, whatever kind of uh, simulation or whatever, whatever this is, I, I don't I don't try to make, you know, I don't I don't say what I think this is because I have no idea. But uh, that we maybe choose our part in this cosmic play, this uh, this one, whatever the fuck this is, and um, and something else that you say that I find so inspiring, and it's absolutely true that we have to be our own heroes in this story, whatever this is, this narrative, this grand narrative that we are playing our part in. You have to be your hero because there is no hero coming to here to save you, and so act that part trust your gut trust the butterflies become that hero stand in love stand in strength it's not weakness it's standing in strength and still in love and still in justice uh ole you are amazing my friend thank you uh we're getting close to about two hours here so i think uh we should probably start closing out here but man it's always so inspiring every time i hear you in an interview with you, I feel better. Every time I talk to you, I feel better. Ole, you're you were an amazing person. Sir, what are the best way people can uh support you, support your work, uh find all the interviews, find more things from you, Ole? What's the best place they can find you? Well, well, well. I tell you. I am possibly facing up to 18 years in prison in Sweden. They changed the constitution uh, to involve uh, very like that. I've also been given a peace prize for saying the exact same thing. So that is a bit of a confusion for you. Um, I believe that I'm one of the most censored people uh, around. Uh, that should also please put a question mark around that, because what does that mean for your life if somebody like this you know, you people are really started feeling that it's the censorship is, <coughs> but that is hopefully also the sign of desperation from the dark forces. So, <clears throat> my where to find me? My website, uh, lightonconspiracies.com, conspiracies plural, dot com, because that is exactly it was my sweetheart that came up with the name. It is perfect because light on conspiracies aim the light into the belly of the beast. And let the light do the job. Let the truth do the job. No need for violence. Just stand in the truth. And so, um, regarding what we were speaking about today, I wrote a book called Remind Me, Re-Mind Me, Remind Me, uh, which is um, 
it's almost like a game manual of the this reality the way i see it or the way i got inspired in spiritus when body and mind aligns spirit enters all of us that gets inspired boom it's almost like downloading remind me you can find it it's like a one hour power book uh, but i really it came to me and I, it has really it's even saved lives it has really made a big difference so i'm very grateful to have been part of creating that one um if you want to help me finances is the thing uh, because uh, we're they're really trying to shut us down and um, in many different ways so uh, please consider as an, a fair exchange of energy 43 years on my part uh, the donation buttons there you can sign up for a membership you can uh, there's more than 1100 on my interviews there's podcasts there's sofa talks there's daylights there's uh, more than 5,000 uh, articles for free uh, on that website also. I've got the world's biggest research vault, as far as I know, almost five terabytes of my whole life work of hundreds and hundreds of cases uh, when it comes to terror alleged terror attacks, alleged mass shootings, top political assassinations, you name it, where this type of information is being shut down so brutally now on so many different platforms. I know BitChute just uh, a week ago, as far as I was informed, deleted 8,000 videos about Maui. You see, it goes fast, boom, 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 boom. And it, suddenly it's the official narrative and nothing else. All of the things we do are suddenly gone, boom. So that's why I try to keep it under this uh, umbrella on my website where it cannot be touched. So. Yeah, and uh, like my newsletter, every single month I try to, in great detail, it's it's mostly pictures where I point out, look at that, look at the anomalies here, look at that. If this was an explosion, why is that? Why is that? Why is that? You know, so you start seeing for yourself. And also, uh, my last name has become a verb. Uh, uh, hashtag damagard or hashtag damagarding is to find the hidden clues, the hide clues about upcoming attack in the forensic evidence. Find the clues so that you will see, oh my God, that's where it's going to happen next time. You know, they point towards these ones, like the Palestinian ones. I was not uh, expecting it right now. I was expecting it earlier from the East Palestine uh, derailing in the U.S., these type of, uh, there's many of them. That was one pointer. But anyway, so in in that, uh, in the newsletters also up till today's date, I predicted or uh, connected these uh, dots up to two months before they happened on international radio, 68 of these uh, alleged terror attacks before they happened. Like, doom, and then they happened. Doom, and then they happened. Doom. And then they have, because it's their modus operandi. And it was only because an insider informed me, otherwise I would have never, ever understood or, or, or looked into this because it just sounds so stupid that they would put clues there. But anyway, that is a an, an blessing in disguise because it can make us be part of stopping them. Because, uh, yeah. So in the newsletter, I show that's when I said it. And then you see the next month, boom, that's when it happened. That's when I said it that's when it happened and so on and i got multiple books also my sweetheart has books there in the shop and uh, yeah also we're, we're uh, about to start an affiliate uh, programs also with specific products we've never sold anything we never monetized anything but we've we're starting to find that people are really in need of 
products when it comes to possibly uh, getting rid of crap from the vaccines or other things where we on our own bodies have tested it and said this really works for us and then these are the things that we will put in that shop as well so if it's okay with you i would very much like to finish with a prayer like i said before i'm not a spiritual uh, sorry i'm not a religious person i am a spiritual being though and my my teacher my incredibly beautiful uh, Nelani Chelaram, who lives by example, she, she is uh, devoting her life to selfless service and she walks her talk. That woman, I tell you, that is one brave individual who just, and selfless service, beautiful, beautiful, so inspirational. So she came up with this prayer once and it just like, whoa, first I couldn't understand it and then it really started uh, resonating with me goes like this may the entire universe be filled with peace and joy love and light that is the entire universe every square centimeter inch whatever you want to call it be filled with peace and joy love and light may everyone and especially the ones who hurt us especially the ones who hurt us be filled with peace and joy love and light may the light of truth overcome all darkness so victory to that light because i tell you it's the worst assholes that are the best teachers this is the thing the worst of the worst are the ones that we really need apparently to to evolve that's why we're surrounded by them their actions so not okay needs to be transcended non-violent but absolute no bullshit it stops here but them on a spiritual level you have even have to almost thank them i call them black angels in my book remind me because they are taking on a lot of bad karma to help us wake up because we're so sick apparently you know how long how much does it take before you start seeing it please for the mother of someone Start seeing what's going on. It's this close. Thank you, brother. Uh, that's powerful. Yeah, I, I, I was going to ask you if you would close out in the prayer, and then you did it anyway. So <laughs> I appreciate it. Uh, Ole, this has been powerful. This has been such a fun conversation. We're going to have to do it again sooner than we did before, because man, it's been a minute since we've had a uh, since we've had a conversation. I appreciate you so much. Keep doing the powerful work that you're doing. Thank you, nice meeting you too. Me. Yeah, nice meeting you, Tom. I'm going to start and uh, prepare for maybe maybe next time. I'm going to another be... forty three years. <laughs> another forty three. Yeah. No, so, thank you so much, guys, and thank you so much for what you're doing and for creating this platform. Without platforms like this, I would be sitting talking into a corner and uh, nobody would be listening. So, yeah, we are all part of making a massive difference. I tell you that. Cheers, my friend. Cheers.